listeners, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Maddie. I'm Doug. And this is our sexy, sexy podcast about coins. Ooh, yeah. Everything you wanted to know about coins, but in a sultry voice. Yes, late night mm, coin talk. Did you know that Susan B. Anthony used to be on the dollar coin? But then sexism. Mm. <laughs> and we don't it's use a dollar funny. coin anymore. It's funny because it's not really sexism because it was, it was just Sacagawea was next. Yep. And then it was nothing. But see, now we don't use a dollar coin, which is that sexism. Because now, now it's to, just the was man. It, was it because we needed paper or was it because we hate women? <laughs> it could be both. It could be both. Yeah. All right. So okay. this, yeah. <laughs> this week, <laughs> after, after branching off of what we talked about with the part one of our identity crisis um, series, uh, we are going to move into femininity and masculinity like those things that we have deemed as such via society um not necessarily male or female but just the different energies of masculine and feminine yeah so and how that that affects our identity but before we get too much further into it let's introduce our guest host for this episode the wonderful the beautiful the talented the magnanimous vanche ogburn hi vanche <laughs> oh my gosh i've been holding back laughter like for the whole <laughs> you did amazing you did so good <laughs> are you ready to talk about coins yeah talk about coins with us which what's, what's the sexiest coin in your mind <laughs> the sexiest coin is the quarter is the quarter oh, do you okay. do you look at heads up or tails up first oh god <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be honest tails <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good way to do it. Um, so, Vanche, tell us a little bit about your podcast, Pretty Imperfections. Well, Pretty Imperfections for me is a podcast where I talk about from like my daily struggles and challenges for me being a black woman. Not only being a black woman, being a mother and being a part of the LGBTQ community, because um, I I identify it as bisexual. So just how I deal with all those things, the laughs, the cries, the struggles, just mm-hmm. everything that comes with it, you know, the pre-imperfections of life. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And you are currently like gearing up for the next season of your podcast. Yes, I'm so excited. I've been planning out episodes upon episodes for season two, so I just can't wait to drop it. And actually, you guys are obviously featured on the first mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. The <laughs> best episode of the season, obviously. Obviously, yeah. I mean, without a doubt. Like, it's all downhill after that episode. <laughs> no, it only gets better after that. No, like, no, it we set the bar so low. It definitely doesn't get better. It, it, it's impossible. It's a mathematical impossibility. But go on. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love recording with you two. <laughs> so neat. Yeah. So, um, wait, I was gonna say something. Oh, so I actually I just listened to your like pre-season episode that you just posted a few days ago. <laughs> um, and I thought. It was probably the most adorable piece of podcast I've ever listened to in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, it was it was good, but it made me laugh because you so you are probably much more considerate of a host than we are uh, in general. Uh, <laughs> and you were talking about like you're not sure, like you you weren't sure about the identity of your podcast, but also vis a vis whether or not you would cuss on your podcast. And you're like, I don't know. Like, I've really been trying to decide what's best. And then you're like, I'm going to do that. Meanwhile, from episode one, we're like, what the fucking fuck? <laughs> like, without any consideration. Right. My first question was whether or not you lit quarters. So Yeah. I, actually, every one of our podcast episodes is marked explicit on iTunes. That you know sense. what? That's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying. I aspire <laughs> to be that, like explicit because you know what like that's why i was like i was really struggling because i'm like girl who are you trying to be don't even like fake it bitch. you are you are terrible yeah, well people are trying to listen to you so they might as well listen to the real you yes and that's why i was like you know what i got i got to revamp because it was getting to the point i had nothing it was like i was blank it was like 
what do I yeah. talk about? Because I was like trying to talk to somebody who I couldn't relate to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trying to be trying to be somebody that isn't the actual you doesn't ever yeah. really get very far. It sounds like a bit of an identity crisis. Oh, if you ask me, that's Stop. our series name. Yeah. Ooh. Oh God, this is the identity crisis three part, part series. Two. That was like identity the- crisis part two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get Okay, no, wait, stop talking. Uh, Okay, (laughs) so I have a really important thing before we get any further in this fucking episode. Okay. Uh, It's super important. Um, So in fiction, this is uh, uh, January 16th, uh, 2020. Yes. That is when this episode is airing. Correct. Uh, It is not currently the 16th, but it will be once our listeners get their grubby hands on it. Uh, and so it's important to note that I just turned 30 today. Holy <laughs> you're 30. Yeah. And, yep, I am. By the time this reaches uh, the the virgin ears of our listeners, yes. I will be 30. Doug's, Doug is, this is a very long-winded way of saying Doug's birthday is January 16th. My birthday is January 16th. <laughs> uh, I accept PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, uh, Facebook, Pay. Cookies. Any kind uh, of food he'll take. Yeah, food. Food. Uh, Postmates gift card would be greatly appreciated. Ooh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You could also just pay me for fun. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> Dad so, will see none of that money. Uh, listeners, I have a, a wish list on Amazon. <laughs> um, there's just so many ways you can help me celebrate. Right, and we'll put it all back into the podcast. Surviving none, none three decades. Yeah. We're going to buy like very um classy classy old clothes. Look, if I can just be honest. Yeah. Uh I am the last person that I expected to make to 30. <laughs> really? Like, I've seen the way I live. Uh-uh. Uh I've also seen the way that he lives. I mean, I've I've calmed down a lot in like the last I don't know, year? Yeah, it's like several mm-hmm. months. Yeah, I mean, okay, not the last year. There yeah. was a pretty there wild a moment, music festival over the summer, yeah, but there, there was a moment in time where I would say I, I would say that like it wasn't just you, it yeah. was, like all the people that we were hanging around. Yeah, everybody kind of calmed down. Yeah, uh, it's just good. I'm tired like all the time now. So Doug is old. That's where oh we're God. at. So I fell down the about... stairs yet uh, Tuesday. I fell down the stairs. He has a oh cane. my God! Like it hurt me. My back still hurts. I think I broke my toe. Like not even <laughs> a joke. You for your birthday is a life alert. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what he needs. I love it. <laughs> send Doug life alert. Please. <laughs> so Doug's identity is summed up just, in a single word, which is old. I'm just gonna press the life alert just because I want some company. <laughs> like hello, copper. <laughs> get your wines. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Daddy Kittle, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, Doug. Ah. Okay, so I want to talk about, I want to define, like, feminine versus masculine, because we're moving away from, like, gender identity. I'm not talking about male or female or anything in between. I'm talking about the things that we have decided as a society are feminine or are masculine. Like, usually things that are soft are feminine, like mother nature, so, like... You know, I don't know, trees. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, flowers. So trees are neither soft nor feminine. Uh, <laughs> but go like, on. Yeah, okay. you're doing great. Okay, well, in the English language specifically, a lot of words that are used, like that are given more feminine energy are things like mother nature and mm-hmm. things that are like softer that we would, you know, depict as more, like, motherly, more nurturing. Those like kinds tree of things. Bark. Yes. Are feminine. Okay, Mother Nature makes trees, does she not? I mean, allegedly. <laughs> and then masculine energy are things that are more, like, rigid, more set, more, you know, I guess stoic, in a way, could be a word for uh, that. I think stoic is a, is a word that's commonly used to describe masculinity. Right. But, of course, neither of those things, like, exist only in one, like, category. Like, a fem- right. like, a person who identifies female is not just made up of only feminine energy. Like, yeah. she have all sorts. Right. So, 
how like how would you guys kind of describe like what is feminine energy to you and what is masculine energy to you? Blanche, I'll throw it to you. For me, I guess. Hmm. Because like you can be when I think automatically when I think of feminine, I think of nurturing. Like right. Mm. Nurturing. That's my first like go to. But like you you can be you know nurturing and not be feminine. So it's like, do those two really go together? Not really. So I guess for me, feminine would really just classify as more how you carry yourself, how you take care of yourself. Because um, masculinity, I mean, it can, you know, it can get a little funky around the edges. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that masculinity got some must to it. So (laughs) (laughs) most to the more masculine, really. That's what they say. So yeah. about how you carry yourself how you want to dress yourself because you know yeah it's really what makes you feel comfortable what kind of things attract you know attract your eye right but i don't really feel like you know because it's weird because it's like feminine you know you can like feminine things but not be feminine yourself like example my son came to me the other day he's like mom i like my little pony i'm like (laughs) hell yeah Okay. Yeah, he's like, I like the little green guy in there. I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. He's like, yeah, but you know, people tell me that it's for girls or you know, it's girly. I'm like, no. I mean, if you like it, love it. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. and I think that, that that it is an important distinction to make. Like, it's okay to be into feminine things without being a female. You right. Know? Yeah. It's okay to be into masculine things without being a male. Yeah. Right. And that's where it's like it becomes that. Well, you know, it really becomes what you're about because then it also goes into how you like to dress. You know, some people like to dress more what people will call feminine, which is on the more tighter fitted side because that's yeah. what typically wear you know more form fitting because they like to show off their figure and yeah. everything and then males is more baggy or you know loose fitting like boxy, yeah mm-hmm. yeah i would say that's definitely something that i do want to get into for sure is m- like masculine presenting versus feminine presenting hmm. and like how you express yourself in that so, Doug, with your pink hair, please, please okay, tell us. Okay, so, yeah, Blanche, I, uh, over the weekend, I dyed my hair uh, pink. I'm mad I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't, I've taken zero pictures uh, because I also shaved my face, and um, I'm just, I'm going to level with you. It's really hard for me to take a picture with this combo and not look like a lesbian. <laughs> no, uh, you have to see it. <laughs> uh, reveal for 30 for, for, okay, <laughs> for so I, I shaved right before new year's eve and then i put on some like and my my hair is still brown then, but i put on some eyeliner and you know went out and uh i went to go take a you know bathroom selfie like you do mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. picture straight up i was like i look like a really hot lesbian right now so you, what you're saying is you're really bringing that feminine energy i was bringing a lot of the feminine energy Okay. The feminine energy, Femin- if you will. The feminine energy. That's my other podcast. The feminine energy. It's <laughs> yes. real hard to pronounce. It's just, it's just me <laughs> yelling. <laughs> That's this podcast. That is. <laughs> uh, um, but there's no quiet room. It's just a quiet room and it makes less sense. So what, what was the question? The question was, is when you choose to express yourself, like your feminine energy and your mm-hmm. masculine energy. So I have been... I, I feel like it's a struggle for me mm-hmm. as a gay man. Okay. Uh, because. You don't want to be flamboyant. Yeah. Like whether or not I want to, I care a lot about what society perceives of me. Right. Uh, and so like. When we talked about this a little bit in our LGBT episodes, mm-hmm. like when I first came out, there was this big urge to just be as feminine and as flamboyant as possible because uh, I am gay and this is the only gay that I've seen on the TV and that's what I'm gonna do uh and then it's kind of settled down and I've been able to adopt a little bit more of my own identity Mm -hmm. uh which is uh I have I feel like my feminine sides are I care very much about fashion yeah I, I I like how I look um and I I 
care very much about taking care of me and mine and my household, right. which I, I find is both a masculine and feminine thing, depending on yeah. what side of taking care of, of my people it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do love to grill. Um, but I like to, I like to make sure like, you know, my little nuclear family, me, Bobby and, and our dog champ, uh, is, you know, comfortable, uh, and in a clean home Mm -hmm. and fed. And I, I feel like that, that, that's very much my feminine nurturing side. Yeah. And on the other side, I, I want to make sure that they are, uh, well taken care of and protected to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. And I, Mm-hmm. Um, want to make the world around them as as good as possible, and I, yeah. I feel like that's more of a masculine side. So we might even say then, because that's a good point. Because I feel like a lot of times, masculine energy sometimes gets expressed as wanting to protect, like wanting to surround and like make safe those yeah. that you yeah. care about and that's true for feminine energy as well but the way that both sides go about it is different like one is like very physical like physically safe what i, I yeah. was what i would describe like a masculine energy mm-hmm. however yeah. like feminine energy it's more like that emotional nurturing so it's like like your masculine side wants to protect the house and then your feminine energy takes care of what's inside the house yeah i think that's a good way to put it yeah but or- i would also say that it it can like and you know, you guys can can uh, maybe relate to this or not. Like, my mom is way more physically intimidating than my dad could ever hope to be. Like, I would never want to cross my dad, mm. but but my mom could beat the shit out of me and like that's wouldn't, actually, wouldn't even think twice. That's pretty true. Like, if you ask Bobby, like he's already said like flat out, I would never want to like be on the wrong side of your mother, and yeah. was, that's a good plan. She can be like she's awesome, but I promise you, she's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, my dad, uh, I don't know, is a different kind of forceful, I guess. I don't right. know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the way that it's, pre- like, I feel like women can, or not women, but like femininity, I feel like feminine energy can sometimes be ferocious in a different kind of way than mm. masculine energy. And I guess, again, it's more about like the, the way that they're going about it like masculine energy is like a, like again surrounding the whole thing and femininity is like ferocious and that like i will absolutely give all 100 percent to make sure that it is okay what do you what do the the two of you both think about this idea too that like masculine energy is almost viewed as a more active thing like you are act like you're more outdoorsy and active and playing the sports ball and and feminine energy is is more like I don't know if guys are playing the if if masculine energy is playing the sports ball and feminine energy is you know sipping a drink on the sidelines saying you're doing great sweetie I guess I'm a cheerleader yeah yeah like a cheerleader yeah. yeah what would you say to that um I it's true I mean technically because in reality that's why women have like a hard time if they wanted to get into the NFL. You know, because it's looked as a more masculine sport, a male sport. And that's why it's so, like, monumental when you see females doing, like, major league, you know, sports and dominating, you know, when they did the um, WNBA, you know. So they got women out there doing it now. But yeah. it's still a more masculine-dominated industry, and that's why it makes so much money. So it's like... Yeah. In reality, you know, because we all try and make it an equal world and obviously we all have our equal interests, but yeah, it becomes a more masculine dominant um, thing. So yeah, you would look at it as such, like it's more of a male thing or a more masculine thing. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily always hold weight because like the WNBA yeah. is like, is you're right, if it wasn't such person like if if there wasn't this conflation of masculinity and male humans male identifying humans then Mm -hmm. they would both be the same amount of entertaining to watch but we've decidedly chosen one side well uh yeah well i mean and then you look at like i mean female athletes like uh the williams sisters Mm -hmm. uh you know they are very i would say very masculine women like masculine presenting, yeah. Uh, 
They are like I feel like they could choke me with their biceps. Well, oh. actually, why don't we talk about that? Why don't I mean, we talk about that, like actually. more masculine? Fe- look at like, like barring ha- facial hair and um, <coughs> yeah, barring facial hair and like tallness. Like, what are masculine characteristics and what are feminine characteristics? Like physical or yeah, like physical. Okay, Vanche, oh, what do you think? Short and petite would be for a woman. Because how they always look at it is like a woman's supposed to be submissive to her man. So uh, in reality, men are normally a lot thicker, taller than majority of women. But then you get those few select women who could definitely choke a man out. (laughs) Like biceps. But in reality, it's typically looked at as the woman is the more feminine you know feminine light petite you know supposed to be submissive easy you know light to carry pretty easy on the eyes nice to look at so it's like when you see a big rocky woman it's like mm, that 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 looks too close to a masculine person and yeah. because, you know, for some people unattractive and that's when it's like yeah no she's too tall or she's too rocky for me like she doesn't look like a female to me she doesn't look feminine to me so right. yeah, definitely take we take we take those characteristics into a big factor when it comes yeah, to definitely. you know um, I do. I, I like I think too like on the flip side of that <coughs> excuse me with men um on the flip side yeah with men like and you can see a lot in like TV and movies whenever you see like a really effeminate man yeah he's usually very slender yeah um, mm-hmm. and it's almost like the punchline is you know he's not like a stocky dude yeah. uh, which is funny because some of the, like the most effeminate men i know are like the gym rat gays mm-hmm. like that's, know, like, just, that's a real thing though. yeah 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 like they're very muscly very stout very 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 effeminately gay yeah but it is a real thing, yeah. Kind of off the subject, but I, I feel like it connects somehow. So you got to follow me with it. In the military, we talk about this quite often. So like in um, for us, the standards is like um, for them, a smaller male, like who's more lean, um, smaller is what they would call a more fit person rather than somebody who is like more brocky. And so they would say that those people are not like physically fit. But I mean, in reality, if you like think about it, if I'm like stuck in a vehicle, do I want little shrimpy Sherman trying to pull me out that vehicle or do I want big Brocky, you know, Brad trying to pull me out that vehicle? And so it's like, again, they're looked at as more weak, you know, small people and masculine is supposed to be big, strong protectors, you know, that's behind it behind the size and that's why i was like when you said that it, it like immediately made me think of like um captain america yeah you know, mm. right? <laughs> you know he was a small shouldn't be guy the pushover you know everybody was bone, yeah, you know definitely would have more of those feminine qualities but i will i would say that actually captain america is a great example because uh, of like true masculinity mm-hmm. uh because when he was small and scrawny like he still is like picking up that trash can lid and trying to like fight off like i don't know the 1940s yeah, like, bullies yeah physically has some of yeah. the qualities that we would de- that that we would decide as feminine but his overall demeanor was very yeah masculine. i mean like when he was an 80 town 80 pound yorkshire terrier like that's and he was in base camp he still jumped on that grenade and james garner was like that's all my <laughs> or not james garner <laughs> uh tommy lee jones oh, yeah yeah james garner was dead oh, no. uh which is like a very interesting thing it's like my like the and one of the, the things that i find so interesting about it is like when it comes to your own identity is how do you balance both sides everybody has masculine and feminine energy and like i i present as the three of us probably the most in the middle yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you're pretty. You straddle that line real good. Yeah, just because yeah. you, just because you, Doug, are tall. But if you weren't tall, if you didn't have that masculine quality, you would be a thirty year old lesbian. 
Um, sometimes I think I am, <laughs> but I, I I have a lot of masculine qualities, honestly. Hey, he says as he makes his voice deeper. Uh, oh, I'm a very masculine man. Oh, uh, sports. I love them. I love them. Oh, I'm oh like I I am a hockey fan. Uh, I work a manufacturing job. I can fix stuff around the house. I you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I was going to go somewhere else that uh, my parents sometimes listen to this, so never oh, mind. No. But, uh, even after a coin intro? Even, maybe not at this point. <laughs> hey, are, are we going to go for the like the bottom or the toppers like, kind of the deal? Yeah, yeah. Right. that's where I was going. You got me. Uh, <laughs> hey, Von Shea, uh, yeah. what do you think is the most masculine coin? The most masculine coin? Mm-hmm. The penny. You get the penny. Oh, the I was going to nickel. I was going to say the nickel also. The thickest. Mm. Oh, and it's got it's got Thomas Jefferson on it. Yeah, and it's made of nickel, which isn't as shiny as the other ones. It's ruthless. Nothing says masculine like having many illegitimate children by your slave women. <laughs> Very masculine. <laughs> I've come to seek and destroy. <laughs> Okay, so what's the most feminine coin? The most feminine coin? The dime. Yeah, okay, agreed. Yeah, it's it's well, dainty. It's the smallest and the shiniest. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I just love it. I just love a dime. I love a good dime. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute and also gets lost a lot. But with, but yeah. that's the thing, though. I like, though, when there is a straddling of the line. Okay, do you guys play Super Smash Bros? No. Okay, this is going to be a deep cut. Deep cut. Never mind. Do you know okay. who – there's a guy on there – and he's like the falcon guy, but you can change. He's like a real beefy dude. He's like real thick, right? And he does kick a pal punches. Yeah, you're a nerd. But you can change his coloring to be pink. And I just love it when there's like a hardcore dichotomy between this is like the truest of true masculine quality and then the truest of true feminine quality and we put them together. So like if Captain America's suit was pink, Oh, that would be, be amazing. Then it's both things. Uh, I just got like this flash in my mind. Okay, so Bobby and I just watched Sleeping Beauty not that long ago because we got Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, and... Doug, do you have Disney Plus? Oh, Are you going to brag have, about it? We have Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, this is probably the yeah, third yeah. episode in the row where I've mentioned having Disney <laughs> Plus. Uh, but, uh, and I will mention it every goddamn No, episode. don't mention it because we did a Disney episode and they never paid they us. They never paid us. Uh, we didn't send them any sort of invoice, so I don't know. You should just know. Yeah. You're so famous. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> uh, watching Sleeping Beauty, and you know the the fairies do the whole oh make the dress pink, make it blue, make it pink, make it blue, and I just had this image of uh, them yeah. doing that, but with Captain America. I love it. Mm. Yeah, because we've taken as a society like very like blue is very masculine. For whatever reason, I mean, like, look at our baby showers. Yeah, uh, blue for boy and pink, pink for girl. Pink for girl, green for non-binary. Yes, I will tell you though, when I was when I was a girl though, I hated the color pink. Like vehemently despised the color pink. Wouldn't do it. Couldn't have it anywhere near me because it represented a femininity that does not match oh. who I am. And I knew that at like three years old. Yeah. No, what's so crazy is that I was the same way, but for it's like for the same but different reason. Yeah. I hear that people try to again, like like the same reasons, but two people would try to make it seem like oh you have to wear pink. Yeah. Yeah. The feminine part, and it's like nah, it's not that I'm boyish, but it's like I why I gotta be so girly. <laughs> right. Right. No, like there's definitely somewhere else. Like, I was like definitely defiant because my favorite color was blue growing up. Yeah. Like it still is to this day. But in recent time, I started to love the color pink. Like I absolutely adore the color pink. Like I have to have it in like pretty much everything. Like right now, the the, the notebook that I pretty much write all my ideas in right now is pink. And mm-hmm. I just I love it. <laughs> like and it's just a crazy 360 because I just like you like I fuck I hated it like yeah. pink you no say, you can say the fuck word you can say you fucking hated it you can it. say the fuck word is what you just said <laughs> hated uh. pink so much like that bitch I hated her she could have yeah. died exactly okay. when I was a kid I hated being made lesser than I hated being made to feel that I was less than my brothers or the boys and pink was like 
a crazy roundabout way that society did that to me. Like wear pink, be weak, be small, yeah. like be less than. Um, that actually brings up a point that I wanted to, to talk about. Tell and, us your point. Tell us it. Uh, and I, I'm just going to barge in on your usual flow of telling me what to do. <laughs> um, but uh, like, what do you feel like, and you kind of mentioned a little bit with like the, you know, pressure to have pink stuff, whatever. But growing up, like, how do you feel like you were pressured to, to fall into like the gender norms of femininity? Hair. Hair? Dresses. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dresses. Oh, dresses. One time, okay, true story, y'all. This is a true story. I don't know how old I was. I was probably like three or four. And my mom wanted to do, remember, I was a very rebellious kid. I hated pink, wouldn't do it, wouldn't have anything to do with that. It was the same with dresses. And she wanted to have very nice family photos taken. And she put me in a dress. And I was so against it that I shit my pants so that. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about taking it to the extreme. I will <laughs> fucking shit myself. And then I, then I, I said shit my pants, like I shit the dress. Like it, yeah. was, it was, we couldn't, we couldn't do the pictures because I didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you did it though. Yep. Uh, okay, that's an extreme example. Hey, Vanche, <laughs> what are some some other ways? Uh, so dresses, hair. Uh, shoes, like, you know, the flip-flops and everything, being told no, not to, like, even up to when I got older and my dad got remarried to, um, my stepmother, who I now hate, um, she used to make my stepsister, like, wear, you know, when it came to going out to certain places, she would make her wear flats or heels, and my stepsister absolutely hated it and i'm like why do that to her why you know why make put her in a dress put her in a skirt if she doesn't feel comfortable let her feel comfortable wearing what she wants to wear and i really used to feel so bad for her because at that point she couldn't tell me shit about what i had to wear so i was wearing what i wanted and she could kiss my ass <laughs> at that point so i would what i wanted but growing up like the pink tails and all that. I mean, part of me was okay with it. Like I had a very conflicted childhood growing up because I was very like a, a hardcore mix. Like there was times when I was just extra girly and there was times when I was in my front yard beating up boys. <laughs> like, yeah. Just yeah. whooping ass. And <laughs> so it was like growing, yeah, growing up. And I feel like more also, you know, I had those pressures at home, but I feel like more of the pressure came from outside and yeah. it would be trying to judge you for what, what you're wearing. I would wear baggy clothes at one point and people were like, why are you wearing baggy clothes? That looks ugly on you. Like, I don't give a shit what you like. It's about what I like. And yeah. that's why I love Eilish so much. Like, she is my idol and I love her so much because she purposely wears baggy clothes because she don't she don't want that you know she doesn't want to be her. like sexualized or like yeah like, like you know. and that's what it's like it's so beautiful because you know you're free to be who you are and she is who she is and yeah. he defies that supposed to be girly that that stereotype and it's like it's great she defies in every way yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, Doug, for you, what what was it like then for you growing up? Because you didn't necessarily have pressures to be feminine. You had pressures I, to be masculine. very much pressures to not be feminine. Right. Um, so I grew up in, 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 I've said this a million times on this podcast already, but in rural in Oklahoma. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in rural Oklahoma, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was very much like men had to be men. And... Uh, gur, gur. Like I, so up until probably my senior year of high school, I really didn't understand the rules of football mm-hmm. at all. Like I'd watch it and I'd be like, the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't I, not, I, I ran track and cross country, but other mm-hmm. than that, I was not into sports. Um, and there was just a, a big pressure to be, like we said earlier, stoic, like, uh, you, you know, don't show your male friends an overt amount of affection. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have emotions, you know, like you can be happy or angry or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Or hungry, happy or angry or hungry, I mm-hmm. think was about it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and really in, in that type of environment, it was a lot easier on the girls to break gender norms to an extent, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, girls can be like very tomboy and yeah. like, oh yeah, I raise cattle and things like that. And, uh, and like in that situation, that's perceived as a positive. Yeah. Right? They're like, just like good old country so girls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was it's it's hard to find a sense of identity uh, when there was only one available. Right when there's no available mixing of femininity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't until I was older, and even before I came out, um, where I started, you know, being like, wait, I can like the things that I like. I can, do, you know, I can um, explore the feminine sides of me. Uh, I was still very heavily involved in the church at the time, and the church, whether it likes to admit it or not, puts a lot of restrictions on gender norms. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was really thinking I was like going to mention that, like, because for me, I grew up in a Christian household too, so like I can. I can yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's very much like well, one, you know, no LGBT whatsoever. In what? you know, I mean. Granted, there are congregations out there that are more inclusive now, but uh, and and it's men are for this and women are for this and mm-hmm. that is that. Uh, and it wasn't until I came out, I got a divorce, I left the church, all in one foul swoop, by the way, uh, that mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I can explore every part of myself now, and right. no one is telling me not to. And that's when it just really like hit, yeah. That- sense of freedom and so oh my gosh that's how I, I kind of came to that recently for myself too after I left my father's house and my dad was a my dad was a priest so growing <laughs> literally growing up being the, the 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 preacher's daughter and then for me I had my son at 14 so I'm just some heathen at this point I'm definitely a heathen <laughs> and then oh, wait, don't worry. that's that's part of the identity crisis. Just heathenism. <laughs> and then for everybody to find out I was gay on top of that, <laughs> it was just like, what did you do to her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard, and that's I think a perspective that uh, anybody outside of the church hasn't really had to to learn is that you, if you don't stay in your lane. Uh, and you you live in a Christian environment. Uh, it becomes very hard to actively be a part of that community. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the thing that's so crazy, though, is that like in a in a way, I really want to talk about masculinity and femininity without putting gender in it. But we, as a society, especially here in the United States, have associated them so tightly with the identity of gender that it's hard to to break it off like like name something that isn't a person or like a person trait that is feminine like like sun or the moon like is the sun feminine or is the moon feminine i, I think the moon is typically like seen as a like feminine, feminine force energy yeah. yeah and that's how i kind of feel like it should be because the moon is not a guy or a girl or anything else it's the fucking moon so which which is which is more masculine or feminine a subaru forester or a subaru outback i mean honestly that's why i just have identify as a potato yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like a potato like every morning i'm just like (laughs) am potato there's a thing online that says like is a hard-boiled egg just a reverse potato i don't like that (laughs) Uh, it doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. I hate it. No, because when you boil a potato, it gets soft, but when you boil an egg, it gets hard. So it's a reverse. Well, potato. eggs are just really kinky. Eggs are so kinky. You know what else is kinky? Huh. Dimes. Okay. <laughs> That's well, okay. Bonche. <laughs> what What do you think is the sluttiest coin? The sluttiest coin? Yeah. Hmm. I I don't know. I'm going to say the 50 cent piece. 50 cent? <laughs> yeah, the half dollar. Because it's really oh, desperate for affirmation and it will do anything. anything. That yeah. is, I guess that's true. I guess uh, 
I guess yeah, that is true. Yeah. 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 Here's well, do we drop the coin bet for the rest of the episode or do we keep going? Uh, only time will tell. Yeah. That's, that's true. Um, and I think too, part of the issue with it being like so associated with male versus female is that we don't have a gendered language in English. So like, like in Spanish, a, like a table, la tabla mm-hmm. is a feminine word, but it's not because the table is a she. It's just, that's the way the language works. Some things are law, some things are L. We get it. Yeah. In English, that's not necessarily true, but we make small associations that have just built up over over time. So, like, we describe men as stoic. We describe women as hysteric. And so it's – and then so we say femininity versus masculinity, and then they get farther and farther away from each other when, to bring back the coins, they're two sides of the same coin. Which coin? I want to say the quarter. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think too. No, no, no. Oh. Sacagawea. Yeah. That one. Well, because one side Sacagawea and the other side Susan B. Anthony. Yes, that's the um, one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I also think that uh, when so I, I guess furthering the conversation of um, gender roles versus mm-hmm. like masculinity and femininity. I think that uh, you have a hard time with both because both are when you get too vulnerable. Yeah. You are not that thing anymore. Right. Like for masculinity, once you become too emotional, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're not you're not masculine anymore. And for yeah. femininity, okay. like. Once you become too like strong willed mm-hmm. and like putting that part of your confidence, like you're your not personality, feminine anymore. yeah, yeah, and like some of it, like talking about the physical traits we were talking about before, it's not even fair. Some men are tall, some women are tall, some, some women some, are flat chested, some people are tall, <laughs> some people are tall, and you then, guys- and then, like, to say that they're more feminine or less feminine for something as arbitrary as that is a, it's a very interesting thing that we do in society or it's something that we've picked out because it well, seems very arbitrary. That's why that's weird because both of those things, people were described as being a bitch. Yes. If a yes. woman on too much of a male or masculine trait by, you know, being more assertive with herself, she's looked at as being a bitch. Or... Yeah. Male is being looked at as being too feminine, you know, being more emotional. Also yeah. looked at as a bitch. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You that's just can't true. avoid it. Like, unless you're somewhere in the middle, someone's going to call you a bitch. And even then, someone's probably going to call you a bitch. And that's okay. Well, that's weird. Now, that's interesting, right? Because you say that, like, as a man, you have to, like, hardcore go one way. As a woman, you have to hardcore go the other way. But then both sides of the extreme are well, is a bitch. That's the truth. Is yeah. like okay, so women women yeah, are encouraged to stay in their lane. Like let's just be honest. That's what society wants. Uh, and so it's you don't want to be too hysterical, but you don't want to be too confident. Right. And that's ridiculous. Like in 2020, let's get rid of the idea of bitch, and every woman can be who they want, yeah. especially if they want to be Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada. Every woman is allowed to here on out shit their dress. I'm calling for it. Everybody who's listening. Okay, so <laughs> you know what? Yeah, fine. Okay, yeah, shit, shit your pants, women. Nope, shit your dress. Shit your dress. Don't shit your pants. Shit your dress. Shit your pants, men. Yes. And then we can all swap after we do laundry. That's uh, or before we do laundry. No. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh gosh! No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's it what's it like to go from your podcast to a dumpster fire uh because that's what this podcast is i wouldn't necessarily um you know call it that i feel like it's more of a you know podcast for a coin what coin would it be if this all of this podcast is the it wouldn't even be a coin. It'd be a whole hundred dollar bill. Hell yeah! yeah. The best bill to do cocaine from, I hear. Yep. I love it. Yep, I'm done with that. I just, uh, I just love. I'm sorry, you guys, but in the process of this podcast, I have I have been making dinner. 
Ooh, what are you making? I'm making <laughs> to burn myself. That's what I'm making. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> I'm making hot wings. So yeah. So oh. We Hot. have this like thing that's happening with our identity crisis series where it's an identity crisis. Our our guest hosts are doing other things besides podcasting. <laughs> but at least you're not fucking loudly ripping your vape vape like while you're doing this. We love you, Mika. Yes. Uh because that's all they did. That's all Mika did. Well Mika made like great points. Oh no no, Mika they- also unpacked a box. <laughs> while, like while saying like we were very interested like saying like Mika's making great points and then <laughs> what like I'm not gonna let this go either like okay so moving on moving on so one day... I, have been, I, have... I won't move on Mika oh. one thing no. that is interesting just call him out Doug I will very feminine of you is it Ooh. It's pretty catty. Okay, do you you think catty is feminine? Uh, I would say that's a stereotypically feminine. Trait. What about like savage? That I would. Savage. Say. What about Dan Savage? No. Dan Savage. <laughs> I, I I'm very lost here. <laughs> it's okay. I you both are young. Okay, so so I'm curious um, if there are words to describe men who are feminine the way that there are words to describe women who are masculine without touching the LGBT community. Because you can be a tomboy as a girl, but you're not gay. I will say, okay, like, across the board, I'm a very big fan of the word butch. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, butch is good for all people. Yeah, I try to be as butch as possible. You have I dyed my hair pink. Yeah, I get it. pastel pink hair. I get it. From forehead down, I'm very butch. (laughs) Forehead down, you're very (laughs) That is That's a first. I want to save that. Forehead <laughs> down. <laughs> Doug is very butch. Um, <laughs> what was your question? Huh? What, I forgot what we were talking about. My question is, is, is there a male equivalent for tomboy? Because I would consider myself a tomboy. Sometimes. Um, so like the fin fin boy? Yes. Um, oh. It's not in the LGBT vernacular. Correct. Uh, like, does that exist? Like... Is it a um, slur or otherwise? Because no. I've thought of three slurs already. Nope, and I'm not no going to do those. Okay. That's that's the challenge. It's like because there's because you can be a tomboy as a as a girl. You can be girly. You can be sporty. About, is girly boy a slur? Maybe. Pretty boy. Pretty boy. Pretty boy isn't necessarily. I wouldn't pop. call it positive. Soda pop. Is Pony that. boy. Yep. Pony that's boy would be good. Dallas. <laughs> I'm just naming greasers now. I'm gonna post another photo of myself as a greaser on our on our Facebook page Can, and say soda pop or pony boy. Uh oh my god, you were definitely soda pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were 100 percent soda pop. Thank you. Uh, it makes me feel really good. <laughs> if soda pop were a coin, <laughs> which, which coin? I never want to talk about coins on this podcast again. I really after, didn't after expect it episode. to take off as well as it did, but I, I'm loving it really. <laughs> We said only time would tell. Yeah, yeah. and it did. it did, and it's still telling. Yeah. Uh, Angie, can you think of any for like um, like the male equivalent of tomboy? Um, see, that's where you got me. <laughs> because yeah, I, I don't think and think about one this whole time. Yeah, and I ain't got nothing. I well, came in. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think because tomboy is out there because it is it is more socially acceptable for women to kind of enter into masculinity than it is for men to enter into femininity. Right. Like the mass. Like there's a line. Like femininity is more of like a wavy line, and then masculinity is like a hardcore bricked wall. No touchies goes through. Yes, and that's just like I don't understand. Well, I felt bad in the sense of. You know, women, when they're, they say or they claim that they're bisexual, is yeah. almost arousing for a lot of people. It's like, ooh, she's bisexual. But then if a male says that he's bisexual, no, it's you're just gay. Mm-hmm. It's like, once you've touched a man, now it's like, all of a sudden, you can't go back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no. And that's on both sides of the, the community, too. Like, yeah. gay people and straight people are like, mm, bi man, whatever. Right, like that's not real. It's not a real thing. You just have to pick a side. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that. That's really. It's really not. We. I. I don't. I don't understand that. Like, I really don't understand that to be true. Like, how can we, we not love more than one? Oh, yes. Yeah, I've actually been wishing that I was bisexual. Honestly, like, yeah. I wish that I found women more attractive because. <laughs> yeah. That just seems like it's a, it opens up avenues to a whole lot more fun. Uh, That's true. And uh, I just. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's like just women. Don't get I don't get women. <laughs> attracted people. <laughs> Doug just doesn't get women anyway. Doug is a 30-year-old lesbian who does not understand women. That's pretty on brand for 30-year-old lesbians. That's true. That's true. Uh, so. Yes. Um, Doug is a 30-year-old lesbian dating a gay man, and that sounds right. That's also really on brand for 30-year-old lesbians. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> But I think as a society, we're obsessed with a binary, regardless of whatever you're talking about. There has to be a binary. And I think that's what's so interesting about masculine energy and feminine energy is that at the end of the day, there literally cannot be a binary. Well, and I think that's what's so fun about like when you start to like play with the masculinity and femininity of yourself. Right. Like, for example, uh, I have... Pink hair. Pink hair. And then <laughs> just today, I was getting greasy under a machine at work, like fixing it and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, like it's fun. To, it's fun to play with that. And I think that uh, you know it's hard to do that. It's hard to start looking at that because we've been so ingrained mm-hmm. to not. Right. But once you do, like it opens up a whole new world of do I like this? Do I not? Yeah. Yeah. The most dangerous game to play. I <laughs> Men, I always say this. I feel like if men would open up their minds to not, you know, if you're straight, fine, that's cool to be straight. But the ones who, you know, are on the quote unquote down low about their sexuality, if they opened up their mind, you know, to uh, uh, people outside of just women, you know, to transgenders, you know, actually identifying them as what they identify as, you know, instead of looking as, you know, a woman, a, a man who transgendered um, into a woman, saying, "Oh no, that's a man." I feel like you know, they be having all these issues. I can't find a soulmate. I'm like, you probably missing out on your soulmate because your soulmate's probably transgender. Yeah, right. and that's, that's so interesting too, though, and like something that I think keeps coming up without us even realizing it is that somehow the queer realm is the way to break down the binary between femininity and masculinity. Oh, it's yeah. when we take it's when we take it out, like men versus women, and we must come together in this one very specific way, mm-hmm. and we venture into the queer, that those things start to break down. Yeah. The, I mean, I will say that it, queer world struggles with the binary just as much as it does, straight world. But, but it's it opens up the conversation to to acknowledge it i guess uh yeah and speaking of like von Shea, speaking of trans people like that's the thing too like i think when we have like trans men mm-hmm. uh who dress and act very feminine mm-hmm. like and get in the queer community and in the straight community people are like well why are you even trans right uh but that's not how any of this works right uh, you get to kind of define <laughs> what what one like one identity like works for you and then you like and then within that then you then you start to mix the masculine and feminine yeah uh and uh like i don't know i'm very much a a, a cisgendered man and though i really enjoy shopping in the women's section for clothes because you guys get all the good clothes i disagree i like to shop in the male section because men get more quality clothing I am I mean, tired of sheer shit. I mean, our clothes do last longer, but your clothes look better. I guess. That's true. And then here I am. I love both so equally. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, she feels comfortable wearing male clothing. Like, that's all, she, that's all she likes to wear. But I love to steal her clothes and wear them. And which cool, what's cool about being in... A lesbian relationship is we literally just wear each other's clothes. <laughs> I'm so jealous, like Bobby and I are just different enough body shapes that we I can't. And what's the point of being gay? <laughs> if you can't, 
Oh, you can't wear wear shit. Oh, (laughs) that's 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 it. Yeah, if your wardrobe was a coin, what coin would it be? (laughs) If my my wardrobe was a coin, what? Oh my gosh. Um. A hard one. A nickel. <laughs> a nickel? Okay. A nickel? Okay. I mine is just a whole pocket full of change. Yes. I like that. Yeah. And it's all on the floor right now. Uh, <laughs> I feel like no more so like it's like a pocket full of str- change being thrown at a stripper. Yes. You know? yeah. Okay, that's the energy I want to bring into 2020. 2020. <laughs> Throwing coins at strippers. <laughs> Here's the energy I want to bring into the into 2020. I want to be the stripper, and I want to catch the coins in between my booty cheeks. Ooh, that's okay. the kind of precision. Be okay. okay, so wait, what is the physical mechanics of this? I don't know. I haven't worked it out yet. Like, is, are are your is your butt cheeks like opening and closing enough to like catch the cheeks? Who on cue? Which I think is amazing. Um, yeah. that has to be a talent. So if yeah. she can. On cue, I, I I'm not I can't I can't fathom what else she could do. I mean, she, a walking bank would be a successful stripper. Yes, if she she'd buy that. transactions. It'd be yeah. <laughs> so their card. <laughs> a little square reader in there. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I want. A, I want a self-sufficient. Booty. You want Google Pay or Apple Pay? Yeah, just gotta tap the watch, really. Uh, <laughs> 2020, here we come. Hardcore up the butt. Oh God, that's up a good butt. one. That's we gotta save that. We gotta start saving these for our our merch whenever we we have a merch line. We should, yeah, we should. 2020, guys- hardcore in the butt. Okay, so I'm gonna move us along because we're kind of we're getting kind of crazy now. Yeah. I'm gonna go into our last question. Okay. Which is. How do you, you specifically, both of you guys, how do you use your masculine and feminine energies to feel confident, attractive, beautiful, handsome mm. in the world? Like, how do you, how do you give it to the world, basically? Vanche, how do you give it to the world? Give it to the way, give it to the world, Vanche. Give it. One middle finger at a time. One <laughs> middle finger at a time. I love that. <laughs> um, how do I give it to her? So it's really funny now. I've really been um, trying to pursue Molly. So um, with that, I've had a couple of people, you know, reach out to me for different types of projects. You know, they're always asking me, you know, so like what kind of stuff would you wear? And I'm like, I wear pretty much fucking anything as long as it looks good on me. <laughs> you know, I'll go butt booty ass naked. No, I wouldn't. My, my wife is through. <laughs> My wife would not butt booty ass naked. Butt booty ass naked. That's three different words for your butt. I like it. I like that also as a as a mantra for 2020. <laughs> and as possible merch. Yep, I'm going yep. into it. I'm going into it. Butt booty ass naked. <laughs> I I I need just a little bit of reimbursement for that one. Definitely. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but no, I I really enjoy. Like I said, I love wearing both feminine um clothing and male and so when i give that to the world i i give it i'm now confident in it enough to where i i don't feel like you know people are looking at me or i don't really give a shit about how they look at me out and i portray that to the world like it's okay to be comfortable you know where would the fuck you feel like it where what makes you you know feel great and like i said i mean for me honestly i'm a nudist so i prefer nothing but <laughs> when I have to be a, par- a functional part of society, you know, I I, I, mean, I put on. Maybe you could dive at that shit, like yeah. naked and on a horse. But booty ass but booty naked. Ass naked. <laughs> oh. You guys got it. But <laughs> I don't really, it's like, I feel like I tried to answer the question. But yes, I mean, that's that's really where it's at. It's just like, I just, I just want to be free. That's what yeah. me and my wife. Okay, so you so you use your feminine and masculine energies to have freedom. Yes, yes, yes. I like that. <laughs> That's a very beautiful sentiment. Yeah, I feel like so. I I mean, I use my I like to utilize my feminine energy to really 
feel like I look on point fashion wise, mm-hmm. hair wise, skin wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, is an easy way for me to feel confident. And then I, I feel like for masculine energy, um, I like to be able to approach any situation with confidence that I can figure it out or get through it. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, whether that be like fixing something or socially or whatever, like, uh, and that, that helps me feel valid, I guess. Yeah. So you're like a, like a do it, like a solver that looks good. Yeah. Good. So a, action. A sexy Sherlock Holmes. Yes. So you're yes. action oriented and then, and then looks oriented but it, it sounds like the way that you describe like your looks is just like, like taking care i have the body of robert downey jr sherlock holmes and the fashion of benedict cumberdatch sherlock holmes i will leave it at that <laughs> and the dick of <laughs> <laughs> benedict cumberbatch's smog you gotta answer your own question man yeah. yeah, answer your question. What the fuck? Okay, if I'm completely honest with you guys, I think I 100% completely agree with Blanche. I use my feminine and masculine energies for freedom to exist however I want in any situation and just be free of any one ideal or one thing. And I, you know, I'm not I'm not tall, but I'm not short. I'm mm-hmm. not extremely flat-chested, but I don't I'm not titty i'm <laughs> too delicious i'm not i i have curves but not really but i'm not super like i'm not a i'm not straight no, you're not, you know you're not a surfboard right not but i so and then i have short hair and like but i have a very delicate like bone structure in my face like i just like to accentuate all of those things to exist like beyond or both of feminine and masculine like mm-hmm. it's definitely i definitely agree it's 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 freedom for me and I love your style. Like, I absolutely love it. And I think that's also why eventually I want to come out with, a, like, a nice woman's suit line. Yes, Ooh. I 100% agree. Can we do this together? Hang on. Doug, get out of here. Okay. We're talking. Bye. Okay. Real girly, but not girly in here. <laughs> right, like, a, like a power suit that really, like, suits yes. the body of, of a feminine person, but still is like less hillary and more yeah killery yes but it's not feminine it's exactly what it's It's sexy but it's not feminine it's just like it's it's the freedom it's powerful but it's nurturing yeah yes to back up just a little bit talking about maddie's look i feel like i can sum it up maddie looks like don't say it's a coin uh, oh, I, as a coin, we all know that she is a dime. Um, yeah. But uh, she is, she looks like a British schoolboy at boarding school. Yes. But one of the popular ones, not the douchebag from a separate piece that breaks his leg. Uh-huh. Uh, but maybe that douchebag's best friend. Okay, so I have been joking because I've been wearing earrings. I have two. Both of my ears are double pierced, but I was wearing two earrings in my left ear, none in my right ear. And so I've looked like an English schoolboy for the past couple of weeks. And so, Named Lionel. Or something. Or like, okay, so I've been making a lot of Elton John jokes. And this doesn't have to be in the podcast, but it is funny. And I keep it's saying... It's already here. I keep saying to everybody, you just wait. You just wait until I change my name to Elton and I'm going to get a piano. <laughs> like, I'm going to leave it in the podcast for two reasons. Like, it's funny and I don't want to do the extra work to, to take it out. out. Yeah. I guess that's true. But it's true. I do definitely look like an English schoolboy twink somehow. And Doug yeah. is a 30-year-old lesbian. But that's our brand. That's our brand, goddammit. Yes. Whether we this want it to be or not. Branched. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. To, uh, you know, I feel like we're at a, a an end since you said that was our last question. Uh, Vonche, yeah. uh, tell everybody where we can find your podcast, where we can find you on social media. Like, plug yourself, girl. I'm finna plug it up. You know, you can find me on Instagram and you, you know, you can see my beautiful face at Bonshay underscore Ogburn. And then you can find the Pretty Imperfections podcast on Instagram as well at Pretty Imperfections Podcast. And you can check out the podcast on any platform such as like Spotify, 
Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you know, your grandma's computer, iTunes, whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever you all got. Everywhere. All those things all at once. Awesome. Um, and uh, as always, listeners, follow us on social media at Branch Podcast. Um, if you have any topics you'd like to hear us discuss, uh, you can reach out to us on social media or email us at branchpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We check it sometimes. Uh, um, and also, if you like what we do and you like what Von Che does, uh, leave both of our podcast reviews uh, on whatever platform you listen to. It helps more than you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a whole lot and um get on facebook and tell us what you thought of this episode and discuss with us what femininity and masculinity means to you and what type of coin you think this episode was what type of coin are you (laughs) my listeners out there tell me about your coin we're gonna make a buzzfeed type quiz to decide what coin you are (laughs) Um, and send it to me i need to i need to know yeah yeah And uh, just real quick, also a special thanks to our friends Wick and the Tricks for use of their song Mastermind in this episode. Uh, you can find them on Spotify or iTunes uh, or Bandcamp or YouTube mm-hmm. or on social media at Wick and the Tricks. Okay. Um, until then, uh, Vanche listeners, everybody, uh, put squishy bits in your mouth. Don't put coins in your mouth. And shit your dress. And shit your dress. <laughs> Yes. Bye. 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 Thank you guys. <laughs>